0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. Thanks to a natural lack of athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. and today is a special crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We talk with Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles to preview the team's Week 8 Divisional matchup, so let's go ahead and get into that right now.
1: Welcome on in, everybody, to the most anticipated crossover (laughs) Thursday of the season. It is Dallas and Eagles week, and as always, it is your co-host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Gino Camilleri, joined by our friend over at Lockdown Cowboys, Marcus Mosier. Marcus, how fired up are you to see two two win teams in week eight go head-to-head for first place in the division.
0: Yeah, in primetime, right? Sunday night football, everybody's going to be waiting and watching all all the games uh, on Sunday, anticipating this epic showdown. Gino, do do the Eagle fans even really want to win this game, or are they into the tanking mode yet? Because I know what the Cowboy fans are thinking right now. They absolutely do not want to win this one.
1: To be honest, I don't think we've kind of had that sentiment around our fan base. Honestly, like Probably
0: I, I if your, your quarterback's healthy, right? If your quarterback was hurt, then maybe it would be different.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, today we got some good news that Jalen Rager should be expected back. Dallas Goddard had his window activated for off of the IR. Jason Peters should be back. Avante Maddox should be starting in this game. So they're finally starting to get healthy. As crazy good as it guys. was. Good yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, man, I, I, I'm going to take it for what it's worth because we've had to see it for the past four seasons. But yeah, over in Dallas, it seems like you guys got the MASH unit going on yourselves.
0: Well, I mean, together, these are like the two most injury prone teams in the league right now. I mean, oh, you oh. put you put these together, these two teams together, maybe we have uh, three wins. I mean, it's just it's been so right. rough for both of these squads. And I, I mean, for the Eagles, it, you know, Carson Wentz has struggled at some t- you know, times and Prescott has been out with an ankle injury. But I think the story here is really the offensive lines, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that explains what's going on in Philadelphia and explains what's going on in Dallas, right? The Cowboys are missing four of their five starters. Philadelphia is missing, do you know how many? Three tackles? Four tackles?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it. Yeah, I mean, you're basically down to the guys that they were planning on just being depth pieces. I mean, even your depth pieces are getting hurt. And like you said, you're at option number three at left tackle and at left guard, you just move the guy who was your third option at right guard to left guard. And the only remaining guy right now is Kelsey and Lane Johnson is basically playing on one leg. So it's serious. Seriously is like, they're just putting wooden boards on their legs, strapping some duct tape around it just to keep their legs healthy. So they can go out there and play because it frankly has been, okay, who is the next man up? And, the one thing that I've seen out of Philly the last couple of years is that they've been able to overcome that adversity. What I saw out of Dallas the last couple of weeks, though, Marcus, mm-hmm. man, I don't know how you got any type of confidence instilled with you in the past couple performances, even with these injuries stacking up. I mean, what do you expect out of them come Sunday in, in terms of these guys getting ready to play?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have any confidence, so I, I will say that <laughs> I will say this. When it was Dak Prescott and the the offensive line was banged up and there was no Tyron Smith and no Lyle Collins and Joe Looney, their center was out, I did not have a lot of confidence that they would win. Now, I did think they would be competitive, and they were, right? Even in the games where they got down early, you know, they came back and they made it a three-point game against mm-hmm. Cleveland. Uh, they were able to beat the Giants. Uh, you know, there was other games mixed in there where, Yeah, it wasn't always pretty, but when you had Prescott on the field, he at least gave you a chance, right? Mm -hmm. But when you put in an Andy Dalton and now a Ben DiNucci behind that offensive line, which I think is the worst in the NFL, you don't give yourself much of a chance. So, no, there's not a lot of confidence here. And with the Cowboys starting a seventh-round pick at quarterback, uh, on top of having the worst defense in the NFL, giving up 36 points a game, not a lot of reasons to be excited. But at the same time, Gino... Uh, you know, Cowboy fans, you know, are thinking about what happens if we get the number one or number two pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, You win on Sunday night and all of a sudden you're in first place in the division after eight weeks. And that's still kind of incredible.
1: It is, but it's been a roller coaster. And the thing is, I kind of look at all these teams and contextualize where they're at. And I I did like a state of the NFC East show on Monday since we had this long week. And I kind of said that coming into this year, filling in, Dallas were kind of in the same boat like Mm -hmm. two teams that have a fair amount of veterans on their teams they have their veteran quarterback they have offensive lines that at the time were promising and going into the season they both Philly and Dallas had questions on their defense but we kind of knew that these offenses would be the showcase Mm -hmm. but neither has gone smooth sailing I mean after Dak Prescott has gone down you're you're 100% correct that it just fell off the rails And then Carson Wentz, man, it's he's literally doing what Josh Allen did the first three years of his career, taking us on the ultimate roller coaster of, wow, sometimes this guy looks incredibly elite. And at times it just is outright mind boggling. But for people that know what Carson Wentz is going to put out there, what can we expect from the James Madison grad on Sunday? Because I know it is a huge question mark for everybody, including Eagles and Dallas fans.
0: Gino, honestly, I, I'm just crossing my fingers that he makes it through the game. Like, honestly, that's that's at the point we are. Like, I, 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 I feel bad for him because I think right now the Eagles' strength on their team, and please, please correct me if I'm wrong, is still that front four, right? They Always. can still nope. get a, ro- a lot of pressure. Um, the Cowboys are starting Cam Irving as their left tackle, and honestly, he might be their best offensive lineman this week. Like, that shows you how bad everything else mm-hmm. has been. Um, so y- you're just hoping that he can get through this game because I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be active. Uh, he's still going through the concussion protocols. I don't know if Garrett Gilbert, uh, who they signed from Cleveland's practice squad is ready. I mean, we're like one snap away from it being Blake bell, the former Oklahoma quarterback slash tight end, the bell uh, hmm. getting snaps at quarterback for Dallas. So I, I, I just want him to make it through the game. Poor kid. I mean, this is about the worst situation in the world that you could ever enter the NFL ad.
1: It kind of reminds me almost of that Kyle Orton matchup a few years ago where it was like, man, what a terrible environment him to be in going into that Sunday night football matchup mm. with the division on the line. I mean, right I'm now. I'm still you- mad at
0: Brandon Boykin for that game, by the way. Brandon oh, is- Boykin stole our uh, playoff chances. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I know. And then, uh, chip Kelly cut him because his one leg was a quarter inch shorter than the other. True story. If you, if you <laughs> sure, want to look it up, it, but going back to it, I mean, this is like you said, not the environment that you want a kid like no. that to be coming into, but is there any type of confidence in this team that you have right now? I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit of competitiveness going on here, but it seems like you're down in the dumps. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm rolling over. Um, all right. So here is the thing. There are parts to this team that
0: are encouraging, right? The The front mm-hmm. four, uh, excuse me, not the front four. The defensive ends can get pressure. DeMarcus Lawrence is still really good. Alden Smith is having a fantastic bounce back season after being out of the NFL for five years. Randy Gregory is going to be getting more snaps this week, so they can get a little bit of pressure on the edges. Um, they're getting a Awuzie back their top corner. Uh, that'll allow Trevon Diggs to get some more safety help. So, in theory, their defense could improve somewhat. I also think the wide receivers just had a terrible game against Washington last week. CeeDee Lamb had three drops. Uh, Michael Gallup didn't catch a pass. So I think those guys can play better, and I think – uh, against a team where the the secondary is pretty weak with Philadelphia. Maybe you can have some, some more success. Uh, it's still, you're starting a day three picket quarterback who we like long-term as a potential backup option, but in a divisional game in prime time with everybody watching, it feels like it's going to be a, a, a lot. But again, at the same time, I don't think this Philadelphia team has inspired much confidence, right? They play down to the level of competition. Mm-hmm. So Uh, Who knows? This is going to be an incredibly ugly game uh, and probably neither team is going to deserve to win it.
1: Absolutely. I can definitely agree with the sentiment that this defense is not played up to what Jim Schwartz should have with as many good players as he does on that unit. And frankly, one area where they struggle is against running backs in the flat, getting Mm -hmm. out in the open against wide receivers motioning across the formation you saw the chase Claypool game and frankly running quarterbacks with Dak Prescott I would have been a lot more worried about defending the run in this game but I think if you're going to expose this Eagles team you have to use Tony Pollard in every way possible because his athleticism is just going to go against everything that our linebackers do well everything our slot corner does well in uh, Nickel Roby Coleman, who's five foot eight, and truly has very stiff hips because he tries to play to the level of these guys who are five ten and up for uh, above right. him. And and frankly, have you seen them pushing more towards Tony Pollard with the ineffectiveness of Zeke the past few weeks?
0: I, I think we're getting there. I think the Cowboys are interested in. Potentially... I know you're a
1: big fan of getting him more
0: snaps, so I wanted to <laughs> yeah. sneak that question. No, no, I, I'm glad that you asked. I, I think we're getting there now. The blocking. <laughs> the blocking on Sunday was absolutely atrocious, and you could have had Adrian Peterson in his prime there, and it wouldn't have made a difference. But um, I do think the Cowboys have an advantage here because um, I-, I watch a little bit of Eagles film, and I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Nate Gary, he-, he might not be very good, Gino. He's,
1: he's <laughs> I can say this with 100% confident Mar- confidence, Marcus, that he is the worst football player I have laid my eyes on in Philadelphia Eagles group. yeah, And that great. is no no downplaying how bad he is.
0: Yeah, he he's not very good. The linebackers as a whole have really struggled this mm-hmm. year. Uh, now, I believe they're supposed to get T.J. Edwards back, and he's fine, but he's not – I mean, he's nothing fantastic, correct? We have uh, nobody
1: that can cover Tony Pollard. Is right. So – the and,
0: and then you brought up Nikhil Roby Coleman. Uh, that should be a big advantage for C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb. Uh, he's got the size, uh, the body control. Um, so Ben DiNucci is going to be throwing the ball in this one – he's probably going to be looking to the middle of the field. So CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, those running backs, you do think the Cowboys have a little advantage there. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how Mike McCarthy schemes up his offense. I don't expect them to take very many deep shots. And I know that it has been historically somewhere where the Cowboys have had success. Uh, but again, it's going to have to be CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalton Schultz in the short to intermediate portions of the game uh, if the Dallas wants to steal this one.
1: So it seems like you schemed up the offense, how to beat this Eagles defense. Let's switch it around. How does your defense defend against this Eagles offense, which kind of has been puzzling with how many guys that they've thrown in and out of the rotation. And it's always interesting how you're going to game plan against this team week to week.
0: Yeah. So um, a a couple numbers here for you. Uh, They allowed 25 points to Kyle Allen last week. They allowed 208 rushing yards to the Washington football team. Uh, Terry McLaurin went over 100 yards in a touchdown. Um, they're not stopping anybody. It's just a, <laughs> they're not. I mean, if Kyle Allen can do that to your defense, anybody can do it. So I know how banged up Philadelphia is. Uh, they should have a lot of success. Here's the only thing I would say. Turnovers are are going to decide this game. If the Cowboys can get two or three turnovers in this game, and Philadelphia has been known to, mm-hmm. to give away the ball, they'll give themselves a chance uh, however, the Cowboys only have, I believe, two turnovers all season long. Only one interception, one forced fumble. They say turnovers come in bunches. Maybe the Cowboys will get lucky in this win, in this game. But that's really their only chance to survive on that side of the ball.
1: All right. Last question before we uh, switch it on over to you asking me some questions. I know you for the longest time have despised how bad the special teams on the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) has been. Has it gotten any better for you watching it the first seven games of the season?
0: Well, we had our first uh, kickoff return of more than 30 yards. I believe it was like three seasons. Now Uh, Tony Pollard had a nice one last week. Other than that, no, it's bad. Chris Jones uh, had a 33 yard punt last, uh, last week. Uh, His leg seems like it's getting worse as the season's going on. They're one of the worst teams in coverage. They're one of the worst teams on returns. Uh, it's it's just not a very good unit right now, and it, I am going to give them a little slack there because they've had so many injuries, and we know that when you have a lot of injuries, you're constantly filling the back end of your roster, putting new guys on special teams units. So it's not all that surprising, especially when you consider they brought in a new special teams coach. Um, but it, again, just like the offense and the defense right now, not performing up to the expectations, and I think that's a spot where Philadelphia can exploit them.
1: All right, Marcus. Well, when we get back on the next segment of this Crossover Thursday, Marcus Mosier will be asking me, Gino Camilleri, some questions on this much-anticipated high-profile matchup of two win teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. So join us on this last segment here of Crossover Thursday. Just wanted
0: to take a quick break to tell you about our old friends at Rock Auto rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the prices you prefer and choose the brand specification and prices that you like best of all Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, we are back with Gino from Locked On Eagles, and I just got done talking about all of the faults with the Cowboys team. Uh, you know, I was hoping that Gino would give us some some things to be optimistic about with this Eagles team, but I've got a feeling he's going to be sharing some of the same sentiments. So, let's go ahead and start with Carson Wentz because um, a roller coaster of a season seems kind of kind to be for Carson Wentz. He's really struggled at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been flashes of brilliance, like the throw that we saw to Boston Scott to beat the Giants last week. Do you know what has been Wentz's biggest problem this season?
1: I think it's not just what has been Wentz's biggest problem this season. I think when you, when you boil it down, Wentz has had the same type of issues his entire career. And I think it boils down to a very simple way to put it. And this is how I use it on my show. This comparison He is the incredible Hulk. Like, there's times when he's the Hulk and he just goes crazy and has those throws to Boston Scott. But then there's other times where he's the Hulk and he doesn't really use his brain and he throws that stupid pass up in the end zone to John Hightower into double coverage and it gets picked off by James Bradbury. The thing that this Eagles team and Eagles coaching staff has to do at all times is for fans of the Avengers in the last Avengers movie, when you had the Incredible Hulk, when he was in the perfect form of Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk, when he meshed those two personalities so well together, that's the 2017 winch that we saw. And frankly, it's been that battle between Bruce Banner and the Hulk for Carson this year. And I think a lot of it goes down to him playing that hero ball when things aren't going his way. And for the first three weeks when, man, he, Things were going his way early on in Washington, and then he just starts playing hero ball, turns the ball over twice and loses that game. The next game, he does a lot of the same things. And then the next game, he does a lot of the same things again. And we've seen that same thing for the past three years of him just not trusting a lot of the guys around him. When injuries start to set in, he, he turns into almost like that that Juco player that left a D one school and is like so much better than everybody else at the Juco program and just wants to be the all-star when frankly, he doesn't need to because he has guys around him and the last three to four weeks have been big examples of that, that he can trust And a guy like Travis Fulham and, and Greg Ward and not, even Boston Scott. And even though they're, they're injury riddled and the game plan and the execution always isn't there as bad as his games have been Marcus you have to look at what he's done in the fourth quarter of these games and to keep his team in contention because frankly if the defense doesn't allow 30 points a game which they have been with a fully healthy unit yeah we might not be having the same conversation you know I mean but to call a spade a spade and come to the shared understanding of reality of what Carson Wentz is at times he's played like a bottom 10 quarterback but at times he's also played like a top five so you have to find that middle ground of okay yeah we've seen Sam Bradford and Kevin Cobb and a a rejuvenated Mike Vick and they didn't get it done but Carson Wentz three out of the four seasons he's been here has led a team to the playoffs even though he hasn't been the quarterback on that team the team still got there and frankly right now the way he's been playing if things do turn around and they do get healthy and he can start to get his offensive line back and get his receiver weapons back and get Miles Sanders back and Doug can continue to evolve his game plan, which he's done the last few weeks very well. I have optimism for Carson Wentz, but everything I just said is a ton of variables to get that offense to perform the way it has. Do I see it lasting the remainder of the season against some high-profile opponents like Green Bay and the Saints and Seattle? I I don't, but can you do enough to win this division? And frankly, that's what it comes down to in the NFC East the majority of the time. I do think you can get enough out of this offense in Carson once.
0: Yeah, you know, as you were talking there, I was looking at the Eagles schedule, and you're right. There's some big time opponents coming mm-hmm. up w- with you know all those teams you just mentioned. It, it really feels like the Eagles could get into the playoffs at like six, nine, and one. It, it really does. I, I, mean, I
1: did do a uh, a little run through yesterday in the in the state of the NFC East, where I had them finishing seven, nine, and one, and I frankly yeah. could have had them at six uh, or no, 6-9-1, and one, I could have had them easily at, like, five five wins. Like, it, it's so bad. It's yeah, terrible.
0: This is a big one, right? They, they have to get this one because, again, that schedule gets really hard coming mm-hmm. up, and you don't want to leave it up to having to have them go on a run, you know, at the end of the season if they get behind mm-hmm. Dallas and they have to beat teams like Seattle and Green Bay and those teams going forward. Uh, it could be a problem. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the offensive players who will not be there for Philadelphia. Deshaun Jackson is out. Uh, Zach Ertz is on the injured reserve list. I'm not sure about Miles Sanders, and maybe you could fill us in. I don't believe he's going to be back this week. How big uh, of a loss is it not having those three guys in the starting lineup?
1: (laughs) Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, and Miles Sanders. I would say two out of the three of them are, are big to have. I would say Dallas probably is the closest. Well, you didn't even mention Zach Ertz. I mean, oh, Zach Ertz. I'm. I mean, I'd rather. Uh, I thought him. that was just like shade at Zach Ertz. So go ahead. <laughs> oh, 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 it definitely is a little shade at Zach Ertz because frankly, he's been one of the most inefficient tight ends in football. Just look at Football Outsiders. His efficiency ratings have been terrible so far, and I'd much rather have Dallas Goddard. And frankly, if Ertz didn't get hurt. I would have been open to dealing him, Marcus because we need to just, I need to just go on a little tangent right now. How do you with two years left on your contract, complain about your contract and then go out there and play as poorly as you have when you are the one guy Carson has relied on for so many years. And the way that this team loves Dallas Goddard and frankly, all the talk has been that he's going to be the next guy up. I've been very disappointed in the way Zach Ertz has gone out there. And I know you scoffed at that idea, but it's been, there's a lot of smoke around this idea that they're taking trade calls on him from Baltimore and green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, but man, what he has done this year has really changed my view on Zach Ertz as a player. And and it really stinks because he's done so much for this organization, but you have to have awareness in the NFL. And I think having awareness is the greatest thing and realizing that you have Dallas Goddard waiting in the wings and, and, you're the only guy up in this offense that really needs you and you've gone out and played so poorly it just hurt my opinion on him but back to this back to what we were talking about i think dale scotter being out will be huge but i think he has a chance to play miles sanders out of all the three guys you mentioned in terms of the run game it is so night and day when he carries the football versus anyone else in that backfield yeah Yeah. It just is. It's like watching a varsity player versus freshman almost, because he's the only one right now that has the decisiveness that is able to get through those holes in the middle of the field because his vision is better than Boston Scott and Corey Clement, and he's got that explosiveness over them. And frankly, with this offensive line that has been in the bottom of effective pass yard or effective line yards, you need a guy that can get in those holes, and he's had two huge runs this season already. And him being out against a team that does allow a lot of yards on uh, in the run game is going to be huge. But yeah. how I've liked them using Boston Scott is exactly what they did at the end of the game. You have to use him in the pass game against a guy like Jalen Smith or Leighton Van Esch. Like They're two of the better cover linebackers that we'll probably see this year in terms of the division matchups. Right. But frankly, you're going to have to win those one-on-one battles, especially with your tight ends being out. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to rely on... Richard Rodgers for more than one game. I mean, he came up big last game, but I don't expect that out of him this time. And Deshaun, as unfortunate as it may be, his second stint in Philadelphia will be, he was the greatest first quarter player we ever saw. I mean, his yeah. first quarter against Washington last year. And then he went out there, had a couple big receptions this last game. And last year when he came back, I think it was against Chicago, but it's unfortunate, man, that was a late hit that he got injured on. And it just stinks to see him go down again because it was fun seeing him get the ball from Carson early on, and we just haven't seen it the last couple of weeks. But, hey, you got a guy like John Hightower who can go out there and do it now, and Jalen Rager. You got to let the youth play eventually. So as much as it does stink to see Deshaun on his way out, I'm, I'm excited about a few of these young guys they got coming up.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back, and we will give our predictions for this Week 8 Divisional Showdown between the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. All right, Gino, I want to hear your prediction. Who do you got winning this game and why?
1: I have it go into Philadelphia for one reason. And I I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a lot like that Thursday night matchup against against the Giants a couple weeks ago. What I saw out of Dallas when things went wrong the last couple weeks versus what I've seen versus Doug Peterson put out the last couple years when they had their starting left tackle and quarterback go out in 2017 and then had half the team injured in 18 and 19 and even this season – I just think this is one of those those grit games, one of those adversity games and one of those games that frankly the Eagles have won so many times in the last couple years whether it be against the Giants, whether it be in a 4 and 0 run in 20 the uh the Rams and Texans or whether it was last year when Carson Wentz with his practice squad went and went 4 and 0 again, just one of those grit games that it's going to be an NFC East battle. We always know it is. It's it's never an easy win. But I think Philadelphia, just where they stand in terms of personnel getting healthy, in terms of just overall momentum of the two teams, I have it going to Philly. I say, I think it's it's going to be a high-scoring matchup just because I don't think either defense is going to stop a lot of people. I, I could say like 31-21 maybe like 50 some odd points scored in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of faith in the Cowboys offense to score 21 points. So you've scored. No, 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 no. no, no. It's not that I have zero faith in Jim Schwartz. I've never had. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's what it ultimately comes down to.
0: Yeah. I've got Philadelphia winning this game as well. The spread seven and a half. I I see them covering that. I'm going to say 28 to 13. I don't think this game will be particularly close. The Cowboys are really reeling right now. Uh, The offense is in shambles. The defense is somehow worse. Um, uh, don't expect this to be all that close. If it is, uh, I think that says it more about Philadelphia than Dallas. So we shall see how it goes. All right, Gino, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter.
1: Of course you guys can catch me at Gino underscore LOE. You can catch Lou at DBIAC LOE. Always catch the mothership at lockdown birds at dot com, And you guys know where to find all of our podcasts, Apple stitcher, SoundCloud, and, yeah, Marcus probably says it on Locked On Cowboys all the time. So you guys know right where to go.
0: Yep. And I'm at Marcus Mojer. You guys can follow me on Twitter. Make sure you follow the uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. And we will see you next time.